This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's going on, everybody? It is the beginning of a new series. Here we go. Triggers, allowing truth to transform us. So we're going to be talking about some stuff this month. And uh, Pastor CG and I are super excited about teaching and preaching on this um, subject matter. And so um, we're going to jump right in, launch and start out this series. So let me pray for you as we get into the word today. Uh, Father, thank you for today. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for truth. We thank you, Lord. It is the truth that we know that sets us free. Lord, we thank you, uh, God, that it is the truth that liberates us. So I pray that truth is communicated. Truth is celebrated. Truth is received, Lord. And I pray, God, that today it is spoken in love. And we just thank you for your continued work in us as believers. And we just invite you uh, into this moment, Holy Spirit, to speak to us, to convict us, change us, transform us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen. All right, so here we go. I'm going to jump right in with a verse, okay? Jump right in with a verse. And we're going to kind of get to the why of this message. Where, where, are, we, where are we actually headed with this? How are we going to really kind of talk about this and teach on this? So uh, let's just start out with the word today. Uh, Galatians chapter 5. Uh, verse 22 to 26. So Galatians 5, verse 22 to 26. And I think this is really the crux, the core, the theme that really the the text for this whole series. Um, we'll kind of uh, just kind of, we'll be hanging out in Galatians 5 for sure um, um, this month. So let's read it. Um, Galatians 5, starting in verse 20, 22. Uh, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Uh, verse 24, and those who are Christ's uh, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, that's, kind of, that's what we're gonna be talking about this month. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Or if we are positioned in the spirit, Let's live out that position, right? So if we live, if our existence, our rightful place is in the spirit, right? Then let's walk in it, right? So that's kind of what's being said here because there's a difference from being positioned, from living in, from being graced and given access to all the promises of God, those actually being actualized in our life. Can I get an amen, somebody? So it, that's what it's saying. If we live in the spirit, um, let us also walk in the spirit, right? Let's live it out, okay? So verse 26, here we go. Uh, let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. All right, so I'm gonna give you a couple definitions of these words because um, um, it's talking about walking in the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, um, and that, that's our desire, right? That we would produce the fruit of the spirit, we would live, be positioned in Christ, but also that position 
our, the righteousness given to us, that we would actually live it out, that we wouldn't only be positioned in a place of promise, but we would actually access those promises and the fruit of the Spirit would actually be really, truly uh, manifest in our life. Can I get an amen this morning, right? And so um, let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another, all right? And so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about triggers and receiving truth so we can really walk in the Spirit, okay? So here we go, provoking um, and you're, you're going to understand why I'm giving you these particular definitions of these words as we get into the message today. But I want to really just lay the foundation. We're going to jump right in. But provoking means to call out, irritate, or challenge. Okay? Somebody say triggers. Right? Provoking. It's really what provoking means. Right? In a sense. It means to push buttons. Right? To provoke in, in a negative sense. Okay? Envying means to become bitter or sour because of another person's success. So those are... Those are the kind of works of the flesh, right? What, what we sometimes hear the language, the carnal nature or our base nature. You know, it's not spiritual. It is carnal. It is not of God. It is just our flesh, right? It is a natural base carnality. It's not the spirit of God. And, and, and it closes out the, these particular group of verses. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So here's the point as, as we move forward here. Our issue, right, are our issues, right, and or judgmentalness. So we can be on the side of having an issue, uh, just in, which we all are on that side in some way or another, like we just have something that ain't quite right, right? We have a behavior that just isn't quite like Jesus, right? Or, or we see somebody else with behavior that's not quite like Jesus. So it's either we're on that side of the issue or the side of judging, right, one or the other, or both, depending on the day, time, situation. But let me read my, my sentence here from my notes. Our issue or issues, right, our issues and or judgmentalness have the capacity to destroy our relationships if we let it, right? And that's what it's talking about. Let, let, so in talking about walking in the spirit, having the fruit of the spirit, and right before this, you know, it lists the works of the flesh, Okay. In Galatians 5, it lists the works of the flesh in different areas. It names two of them right here. Let's not become conceited, provoking one another, speaking of relationships, envying one another, speaking of a relational context. And so um, in talking about triggers, this is what we're going to get to here. I want to give you the definitions because that's kind of just the foundation verse. And what is the whole goal of this series? Why triggers? Why now? Because... It is within the heart of uh, my wife and I that we believe God has just put this in our heart. And this is a reminder to most people that are participating here today and, and, and listening to this, is our, our, our heart, what, what's something that we feel God has just put on us is that we would live to um, see God's people and, and the Hope Land Church community to mature spiritually, Right? That, that, that is what we live for. That is, that is our role. That is what we feel like God has graced us to do, to just be a part of your spiritual development, right? Be a part of you growing spiritually. Be a part of you developing in the things of God. And so, of course, triggers. What a perfect message. Why? Because, um, uh, you know, it just touches all of us, okay? 
And so that's the heart of this. So that's the whole why of this series this month is that we can hopefully, prayerfully, give you some tools, some insight, some scripture on how you can develop and grow spiritually and produce the fruit of the spirit in some area of your life, okay? Even if it's just one, okay? Because sometimes I think if we look at everything all at the same time, we would, I don't, I think it's just a little overwhelming, right? Because there's always a, an area for us to grow in, right? There's always some area for us to develop. There's always going to be some gap between where Sean is and where Jesus is. Can I get an amen? Right? And like, how do I fill that gap? Like, how do I, how do I develop? How do I become more like Jesus. Okay. So that's the whole heart, whole goal of this, this thing that God deposited us some maybe over a year ago. And we just haven't left that, my wife and I. We just can't quite shake that. Not that we're trying to get rid of it, but it's just there. It's just like, man, this is what we live for. And this is what Hopeland Church is all about. And so, um, and with respect to speaking on the subject matter triggers, okay? And so um, I understand that triggers is kind of like a buzzword um, now, but it is an actual word used in the whole psych world. It's a, it's a, it's a true uh, word used in, um, and, and even how I'm describing this, please forgive me if I get the words wrong. I'm not uh, um, a psychiatric professional. I'm not a psychologist, social worker, anything like that. There's plenty of people in our community that like kind of work in that world and they're amazing at what they do and very educated and, and, and they do very well uh, in that world. So, uh, but I understand like that this word is kind of from there, from that world. Um, but, and I also under, know that with young people now, it's a very much a buzzword with young people. And sometimes the way society will take a word used in a professional environment, it kind of waters it down a little bit. I understand that. It's not, they're not quite using it correctly. And so our heart behind this is that we're going to really speak it more on a spiritual plane, just, but, 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 but I am going to kind of share a little bit about how the psychiatric world looks at this and how society looks at this. And then we're just going to look at the scriptures and kind of see how we can grow spiritually. Okay. How can we can develop in the things of God, how we can develop in our spirit. All right. So let's check this out. Now we're just going to look at here just for a moment. Just kind of what does this mean? Uh, what is the definition of trigger? So triggers, okay? Now some of this is coming from um, psychology, psychiatry, some of this definition here, okay? But just to kind of provide a base of where we're headed, we, we, we got a few weeks here to go over this. So triggers, I'm just going to read it here from my notes so you kind of get where we're going and how we're going to kind of apply this to our spiritual life, okay? We're going to kind of venture into the word here in just a moment, a little more. But triggers means it's a cause, okay? Cause an event or situation to happen or exist, okay? So a trigger, you know, like, a, you know, okay, I know you guys know what a trigger is, but you know, like a gun, like you pull the trigger and a bullet comes out, right? So it's a cause, event, or situation to, to um, happen or exist, to cause something to happen, right? So a stimulus that triggers a reflex, to cause an intense and unusually negative emotion, emotional reaction in someone, to cause an intense and unusually negative emotional reaction in someone, 
Here it is. I'm reading from my notes. A trigger is a stimulus that awakens a painful memory, a feeling or symptom. Uh, people who experience trauma or have a mental health condition are particularly vulnerable to triggers. Okay? Triggers. Here's another one. I, I'm just going to read a little bit more. A trigger. So these are not my definition. I actually looked these up and kind of just to provide context of kind of where this word come from and what, why we felt led to just kind of preach on this and teach on it. Um, a trigger, sometimes referred to as a stressor, is an action or situation that can lead to an adverse emotional reaction. Okay. In the context of mental health, all right, uh, referring to or, or mental illness, Referring to triggers usually means something that has brought on or worsened symptoms. Okay, so things happen, something has happened to somebody later on in life. They, you know, um, it can be a, a, a smell, a song, some sort of stimuli that brings them back to that moment. I'm not going to get into all the psychiatrical, psychological reasons for that, but that it is a trigger for them, right? Like, um, certain environment, maybe even yelling can be a trigger. A fight, witnessing a fight can be a trigger. Um, people that have uh, been in war are veterans. They, if they hear, many times, if they hear fireworks, it brings them back to a war zone to trigger, okay? So I don't want to take away and water down the true psychological thing here, but it, spiritually speaking, I want to just speak to everybody here that we all have issues of some sort. There's something that isn't quite like Jesus in all of us in some way. And uh, wherever that came from, childhood, situation, circumstance, just our humanity, the Bible says we all have sinned. You know, uh, Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We are all born into sin. The Bible says we were shaped in iniquity. So we are all in this condition. We all, in and of ourselves, right, outside of Christ, we're all sinners. We all sin. Can I get an amen? And we all are bent in some direction that isn't like God in some way. Okay. So, um, you know, uh, we all have sensitive areas. We all have buttons. We all can, um, and we all have areas of our life where we might be, depending on the moment, the situation, um, how fresh it is, we all can maybe be touchy or, or there's just um, something happens, some kind of stimulus, something goes on in and around us and we see Wow, I am not in actuality entirely healed in that area. I am still dealing with that. Can I get an amen, somebody? Right? Um, and, and other people can look at you like, why, why is that person overreacting? Right? Why, why is that such a big deal? Right? What, what's going on here? Like, you know, um, we all have moments. Now, I understand there's some much more extreme than others or... Just it's a, it's a, it's a it's a little more fresh. Maybe maybe the, the the issue is is a bit more extreme. But here's the point that we as human beings, we all are 
being sanctified. We're all growing spiritually. We all, in our emotions, our mind is in the process of being renewed. Our soul is in the process of being restored. We are positioned in Christ, but we are conditionally still walking through some stuff. Hence, the title of the of the sermon series this month, Triggers, Allowing the Truth to Transform Us. And so I'm just gonna give a list here, okay? Some things, and we're gonna really just get into some verses and really encourage you today. But just to provide kind of a foundation for the month, it's like, why are we triggered? You know, and this is coming from more the professional world of, 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 you know, counseling and all that kind of stuff. But why are we triggered? This is not um, an, an exhaustive list, but but and I got this from an actual website. Um, and and so these sometimes these things trigger us: holiday or anniversary of the trauma or loss, um, certain sounds, sights, smells, or tastes related to the trauma. Loud voices or yelling. I said some of this. Loud noises, arguments. I, I kind of said some of this. And some of those I personally can identify with the way I grew up as a child. Um, being ridiculed or judged, being alone, getting rejected, being ignored, uh, breakup of a relationship, violence in the news, sexual harassment or unwanted touching, physical illness or injury. Okay, and so this is the point that at the end of the day, at the cross, in the feet of Jesus, it is level ground. And we are forgiven and justified when we turn to God. And we all are human, right? We all, we, none of us are better than the other. None of us are, like, we, we all need Jesus. We all need to be forgiven. We all need our sins washed away. We all need grace from the Spirit of God so we can grow and mature in the things of God. Nobody has absolutely arrived at this spiritual crescendo, this spiritual mount of, of arrival, like nobody, right? Jesus is our Lord and Savior, nobody else. And so if we're honest, we all are on this journey with God and together, right? And so I think sometimes if we're honest, we all can be a little judgy sometimes. We can all, you know, because maybe we don't understand their situation. And then we're like, what in the world? You know, have you ever been, it's not funny, I'm just being honest, right? But like you've been in a situation, people, maybe you're the person, but, or, or maybe somebody else. And it's like, oh man, like, and you just see that this person totally overreacted. They're like, they're like way out in left field. And you're like, whoa, like why, where did that, how did that happen? Right. And, um, and you know, you know, it's like, people are like, man, triggered, right. They got triggered. Right. So, and we, we're on the other side. We're not feeling that pain. We don't feel that pain. We're not there. We don't, we don't know, but, but I, I think we need to, um, Learn as believers to maybe just pause, maybe maybe pause, withhold that judgment, withhold that condemnation. Don't, right? Don't do that. Because let, let, we just don't know. We just 
don't know what that person is walking through, right? And so here's my first point. In talking about this stuff, right, these issues we all have, this whatever it is, um, the, these triggers, right? Um, I want to kind of just start here in just talking about the importance of loving people while they're in their process, right? And so showing the unconditional love of Jesus to people when they are struggling with stuff, sin, whatever, um, that we are here not to judge and condemn. We are here to love and support. We are here to speak the truth, yes, but making sure that it is spoken in love. And so here is my first point. In, in the relational context of talking about this whole series this month, we must remember, we must understand that mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. So we're gonna read a little bit uh, further up for, in Galatians 5. We're still in Galatians 5, but I just wanna read chapter, I'm sorry, verse 13 to 15. So Galatians 5, verse 13 to 15. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Come on, somebody. Only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. Here it is. So what's the answer to that? What is he saying? What is he really saying here? It's, it's interesting. In the midst of Galatians 5, it's talking about the works of the flesh. He's talking to the church, meaning the church, the people have flesh. The church, the people in local church community are all struggling with something. And he's saying, do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even in this, here it is, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, right? In the midst, think about this, of talking about the works of the flesh, the things in people's lives that are unfavorable, that are annoying, that are frustrating, that are vexing, that are hard to deal with. Anybody got in a relationship with anybody and there's something about them at times that is extremely hard to deal with. Somebody say amen. How about we ourselves? I'm sure those, somebody that is closest to us, there is something about us that is extremely hard to deal with, right? Okay, even at our best, we are not perfect, right? And so he's saying, look, we're gonna talk about the flesh here. We're talking about walking in the spirit, but let's remember guys, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But listen, look at this. If you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. So here's my next point. I know this is simple, but let's help one another right? Let's help one another. Let's, as we said um, last week, when my wife and I spoke about relationships and what matters to God and all that, we said like, leave room for mistakes. Why? Because you don't have a choice. There has to be room. There has to be room. There has to be room. We must leave margin for mistakes for ourselves and others because we will make mistakes, right? And so I just want to read through here. This is in my notes now. Now, I was like, you know what? As I was just studying this message, I was like, man, 
I was thinking about all the scriptures in, in, in the word, all the verses that talk about like in the New Testament here, and mostly in the letters and in the gospels, Jesus used this language as well. And I don't even have all of them, but I listed a number of them. All of the quote unquote, one another's in the scripture. And this just reminds me of, and it just shows us how important loving our neighbor is, that we shall love our neighbor as ourselves, and that we are called that through love to serve one another, okay? Look at somebody and tell them one another, okay? So check this out. I'm just gonna read through these. I don't have the actual verses, okay? I'm just gonna read the quotes, and you'll know, I'm sure, if you're reading your Bible at least a little bit or heard it for some time, these you, these should... Um, trigger, no pun intended, trigger your memory of, you know, that this is in the scripture. But check this out. Listen to all of these one another's in the scripture. Uh, Bear one another's burdens. Love one another fervently with a pure heart. Have peace with one another. Submit to one another. Comfort one another with these words. Be hospitable to one another. Be kind to one another forgiving one another. Don't lie to one another. Be affectionate to one another. Let us not judge one another. Receive one another. Care for one another. Through love, serve one another. Teaching and admonishing one another. Exhort one another. Having compassion for one another. Bearing with one another in love, confess your trespasses to one another, pray for one another. All right. One, I mean, what is it saying? What, I mean, the Bible, the word of God is very loud about what we do for one another, how we speak to one another, how we serve, interact, and relate to one another as believers. It is so important. And why, why Why? did I want to do this? Why speak about this at the beginning of this sermon series? Because, I mean, if, if we're going to focus on spiritual growth, if we're going to focus on helping to people, helping people to develop spiritually, you know, we, we got to talk about some stuff, right? Because we can't grow without receiving the truth. We can't grow without talking about issues. Can I get an amen, somebody? We can't grow without getting into the nitty gritty of some stuff. And when we do that, when we lean in, because spiritual growth requires uncomfortability at times. It's going to get uncomfortable per se. It's going to get challenging. That's the nature of growth. I like to call it growing pains, like spiritual growing pains. It isn't always painful. Not all of growth is painful. It is worth it. It, it is it can it should be celebrated. I believe that growing spiritually ought to be fun. It ought to be exciting. It ought to be um, like uh, a confidence builder as we grow. It ought to build our confidence in God. It ought to um, just just help establish our identity and and just you know. But in talking about and leaning into spiritual growth, we're we're really saying, hey, we're gonna. It's going to get uncomfortable, right? We're going to, you know, um, you know, the whole phrase, you know, we're going to get up into the kitchen. 
right? We're going to get up into the closets, right? And so with that, we must establish um, an environment, an atmosphere, um, um, like a place that is safe for people to, okay, let's deal with this. Let's Let's stop trying to act like we got it all together. Let's let's put the pride down. Let's humble ourselves. Let's, you know, and so with that, I, I believe it's so healthy to for even me and my wife to be truly vulnerable and open because um, you can't grow if we're not gonna just be honest, right? And so we must, if we're gonna grow, it's gonna get messy. And if it's gonna get messy, we have to be willing to give grace to one another and ourselves. Can I get an amen? All right, so here we go. So now we're gonna jump into this here now. So, so in regards to this, this whole uh, idea or thought of issues, of sin, of habits, of things in us that um, when situations happen, it kind of triggers us. We, we start to see, ooh, wow, I still have an anger issue. Ooh, I, this insecurity still kind of um, messing with me a little bit. This, um, you know, trigger, you know, man, I, you know, some people I'm sure, you're like, man, I thought I haven't cussed in a while, but you know, I stubbed my toe and you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like some words came out that Jesus wasn't happy with, right? And that you were like, oh man, I can't believe I said that, right? Uh, whatever it is, right? So so, so here it is. So if, if you want to grow, if, if you want to grow, I believe you do, I believe you want to grow. Um, here it is. Here's my next point. We must do this. Invest in your spiritual development. Invest in your spiritual development. All right, I'm going to say it again. Invest in your spiritual development. Okay? And so here is a great verse for that. Okay? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 12 and 13. Therefore strengthen. Who does? That, that's on us. He's talking to the church. Now, um, he's telling this church, you know, and in the context of Hebrews 12, he's talking about divine chastisement, that the father disciplines those he loves. He disciplines sons so that we could yield a peaceable fruit of righteousness. Okay, so might talk a little bit more later this month about this um, divine chastisement, right? But Hebrews 12, 12, um, therefore strengthen. He, he's telling the church, talking to the church. Now, Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, contextually is speaking to Jewish believers. It was originally written to Jewish believers that were, these believers were questioning their faith and they were tempted to leave the faith. And so Hebrews is written to a group of believers, specifically Jewish believers, contextually written to them um, because they were having a hard time with their faith. It wasn't easy, the persecution and everything. So this letter is encouraging them to continue in the faith, okay? So that's what, hence he's using language like this, therefore strengthen the hands that hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather healed. The word strengthen the word strengthen here in Hebrews, therefore strengthen the hands that hang down. We're talking about being triggered. The areas of our life, 
Okay, now he's obviously not talking about their natural hands and the feeble knees. He's not talking about their physical body, right? So talking about spiritually. What 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 is what what y'all Hebrews, right? What you people that this writer was writing to? What is it that needs strengthening internally? What is it that um you know? That what is it that's hanging down? What is it that is feeble, weak, and firm internally, right? Um, strength in these areas. So that's kind of what we're talking about here. These areas that we all know, okay, this is a sensitive area for me. This is a vulnerable area for me. This is a touchy area. Why? Why? Where'd it come from? Why? Lord, here I am. Here it is, God. What is that? Right? And so that's what he's saying, strengthen them. Okay, and this word strengthen means to make straight again, meaning something's out of place now. Okay, it's talking to believers now, not talking to the world, not talking to those that don't know Jesus, not talking to those that are not disciples, not disciples. He's not talking to those that are outside the house of God, talking to the church, saying, hey guys, strengthen these feeble areas, strengthen, you know, these triggers. What is it? Why? Why trigger? What is it? Why are you sensitive still? Who are you talking to about that? You're praying about that. You're bringing that before the Lord. Why is that? You know what I'm saying? Why are you getting pulled? You know, why, why are you enticed by that so easily? Why, why is that constantly a temptation in your life? Strengthen the hands that hang down and the feeble knees. Okay, it means, I'm gonna read it again, but this word strengthen means, so what is he saying? Strengthen these areas again, restore them. Something's out of place. And he says, straight, make, this is verse 13, make straight paths for your feet. So that which is lame. So he's talking to the church, amen. Like he's not condemning them. He's not saying that God doesn't love them. He's not saying they're not believers. He's not saying they're not disciples. He's just saying there are areas in your life that are lame, out of place. They, that, and so he's saying that the area, restore this. Allow God to heal us. Here is the title sermon. Let me say it again. So it kind of encapsulate, it's encapsulated right here in Hebrews 12, verse 12 and 13. Triggers, allowing truth to transform us. And he's saying, look, so that which is lame may not be dislocated, may not be entirely put out of place, but rather be healed. So he's saying, man, y'all are following Jesus. You're walking with God. You're, you're going through some temptation right now, some doubts. You're, you're, you're tempted to leave God. You're, you're kind of a little shaky right now. And he's saying that you got to strengthen the hands that hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet. He's putting a responsibility on them. And this was the point here. Invest in your spiritual development. Um, invest in it. He's, put, he's like, hey man, y'all need to make straight paths for your feet. Y'all need to strengthen this stuff. You, you, you need to stay in the word. You need to stay in prayer. You need to have some good people around you, some Christ followers that are heading in the direction that you want to go. And he says, so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather healed. Sometimes we learn to live with areas of our life that are lame, that are hanging down, that are, we're a little feeble in our faith, shaky in some area, and we just kind of learn to live with it. But God is saying in this season, right now through his word, it is time 
to strengthen that thing. It is time to straighten that thing out, right? Like that old soul song, right? You got to straighten out so you can fly right, <laughs> right? Come on, straighten that thing out, okay? Straighten that thing out. Um, make yourself accountable to somebody concerning that thing, all right? I had somebody call me, one of the people in our community that said, hey, Pastor Sean, I'm really getting tempted in this area I came out of lately. It's been it's been hard. And, 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 and I said, how are you navigating it? And I prayed with this person and we talked and he just, he was so thankful just that he was able to talk to somebody other than his wife about this particular temptation, this thing, just temptation to bring him back into his old way of living. And um, he says, man, I just thank you for listening. And, and I prayed for him. And then he, I said, well, what are you doing? And he says, well, I'm avoiding. I, I, I know where I used to go. I'm not going to go there. Right. I know the places where this thing I could I could actually actualize and live out this sin if I really wanted to. I know where to go. I know somebody to call. Right. He's like, I'm not going there and I'm not talking to them people. Right. Because that would, he knows that that would be heading him down a road of sin. OK. And so there you go, folks. Let's strengthen these areas, these trigger areas. Lord, touch me. Heal me, right? Seek the Lord concerning these things. Here is my next point, my last and final point. Pursue God no matter what. Pursue God no matter what. And this is why. Because um, we don't, and we're going we're gonna to read this verse here in a minute. I'm going to read another verse, um, actually, out of Hebrews 12. We're going to continue, actually. Um, we're going to read verse uh, Hebrews 12, verse 14 to 16. But let me just preface this with this. We're going to end with this verse. But pursue God no matter what. What am I saying? Um, Pursue God no matter what. <laughs> Meaning like when you're struggling, continue to pursue God and whatever that means, right? If Sometimes I feel like uh, when people are struggling with something, they, they just start to focus on the struggle and they start to beat themselves up about the struggle. And one thing that I would encourage you to do is to continue to do whatever it is you're doing for God, even in your struggle. Okay, there's something about continuing to walk with him, even when, if it feels like you're walking with God and yet you are limping as you're walking, if, if you know what I mean, um, or you're kind of following Jesus, but you're kind of dragging your leg because as the scripture we just read, you know, the feeble knees, right? Your knees are feeble, but I encourage you to keep walking with God. If you're serving, continue. If, if, if even... Don't allow your struggle to get you out of church community. Like, continue to do that. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm not saying that's the only thing you do, but we must learn to pursue God as we have been, no matter what. Good day, bad day. Um, victorious feeling day, not so victorious feeling day, right? Um uh, uh, you know, you're just, you're not feeling, you're pulled, you know, and tempted a lot in a given season, pursue God. You feel like you are a little shaky, pursue God. Stay consistent, okay? I, I, I can't underestimate that enough, okay? And so let me say it again, pursue God no matter what. Now let's read this, Hebrews 12, 14, this will make sense, here it is. Hebrews 12, 14 to 16. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord, okay? Looking carefully, 
It's a keyword here, it's keywords, looking carefully, okay? In context, talking about our issues. And he's saying in the midst of our issues, he's talking about in the midst of having feeble knees, in the midst of having hands that hang down, in, in the midst of having areas of our life that are lame, okay? And he's saying, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. And by this, many become defiled. Verse 16, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold the birthright or sold his birthright. So looking carefully. So this is the, the, the main point. I'm gonna give you what this means, looking carefully. I wanna talk about this for a second, but I wanna reiterate Continue to pursue God while you're struggling with an issue. Why? Because you will never arrive. You will never arrive until we go be with Jesus. You will get breakthrough in areas of your life, but we will never absolutely arrive that we don't no longer need to pursue God. I mean, we, we must have a drive in us to grab a hold of Jesus. We must have a personal pursuit of God that, man, I am gonna worship. I gotta worship. We must have in us a drive to pray. I have got to pray. I am gonna pray. I'm gonna get in my car. Um, from, from point A to point B, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna turn on my worship. I'm gonna worship. I'm gonna get, I mean, you know, where, wherever, however, like there must be that. We must have a pursuit. If we do not have a pursuit, I am telling you what is lame will be dislocated, as the scripture says. So, but looking carefully as we're pursuing God, as we're going after him, we must be also attentive to areas of our life. It means to look intently. It means to look at with real caring interest. And so let me close with this thought and then I'm gonna pray. We focus on Jesus and we must also give attention to the weak area, the vulnerable areas of our soul. And so Father, right now in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for everybody here today. And I pray in Jesus' name that as we jump into this series, as we begin to go through this, I pray in Jesus' mighty name that they would allow truth to transform them. I pray, God, that we would strengthen the feeble knees and the hands that hang, hang down. And Lord, the, the areas of our life that are lame now, I pray and I come into agreement with your people, God, that they will no longer be lame, but they will be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.